Hey, and welcome to this episode of the Pearl Dialogues. My name is Wazi, and together with Elena, I host this podcast that has been sponsored and supported by the Youth Council from its genesis. In this podcast, what we do is explore the nature of reality through the lens of the Diamond Approach teaching. If you are new to this path, you can find more about it in the links in the description. In today's episode, I sit down with Janice, who is a Diamond Approach teacher, and we dive into topics of how she got into this path and also some of the elements that are central to this work which involves curiosity, sincerity, and other elements. We also bring in some poetry. It's a very rich conversation. So yeah, I enjoy sharing this with you. How are you feeling this morning? Right now I'm in touch with love. Hmm. Yeah. Very sweet, very soft. Um, warm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you? I like that question. I like that question. When it's when it's asked in a in a sincere way, I like that question. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like that question <laughs> because it is is it is asked uh, more reactively rather than actual with a consideration. Yeah. Um. So. Well, what happens when you ask that, me that question is, yeah, the inquiry begins in a very explicit way. And I feel uh, I would say I both I feel vibration and also a tender unrolling, a tender rolling of experience that has this very interesting um, mobility, dynamism. And I'm also, yeah, feeling into the contact with you. I can feel the sweetness in my heart right now looking at you. And uh, yeah, just the two-way openness. Yeah. And I was reading on your profile before I came on and uh, the initial segment you shared about your first day attending the Diamond Approach teaching. Um, that's something I would love to hear you speak about. Uh-huh. But the, the thought I had before that was your mentioning of poetry 
because I've been so fortunate to now have been endowed with the book and the poetry of Rumi for the first time in my life. Oh. In, in, in a very real receptive way, I would say. In the past, I've heard about him and I've come across some of his works, but I've never actually gotten his book and sat down with it and actually opened into that transmission. And today was the first day, or actually, was it today? Today or the last couple of days was the first time I really opened up to that. So, so that stood out when I read about you. Hmm. Is there a particular poem that you like about him that, you know, that you read today that caught your attention? Yes. Do you want me to read it for you? I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so a community of the spirit. There is a community of the spirit. Join it and feel the delight of walking in the noisy street and being the noise. Drink all your passion and be a disgrace. Close both eyes to see with the other eye. Open your hands if you want to be held. Sit down in this circle, quit acting like a wolf and feel the shepherd's love filling you. At night, your beloved wanders. Don't accept consolations. Close your mouth against food. Taste the lover's mouth in yours. You moan, she left me. He left me. Twenty more will come. Be empty of worrying. Think of who created thought. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Move outside the tangle of fear thinking. Live in silence. Flow down and down in always widening rings of being. How beautiful. What about it do you like? Ah. How it you? Move down and down in ever widening rings of being. For me, that in of itself has touched a certain um, facet of my being that it's linked to the lover archetype of my soul or the lover aspect facet of my soul. And what has shifted in being actually introduced to this work is in the past, I feel I've had a very, or up to this point, the warrior aspect has been such a predominant uh, force and in, in the drive, both in all aspects of my life, actually. So with this transmission, what it evokes is the 
seem the, the 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 both the majesty the wonder the simplicity of simply being and being without striving being without moving somewhere being without progress being without productivity so that is the world that opens within me uh, when i read that Mm -hmm. yeah i can feel the sincerity in that mm. Mm. how did that touch you the poem well it touched me with beauty it touched me with something that you mentioned, perhaps in different words, but the love for the lover of the path, the lover of the, um, that flame that is inside us to really, to really do this work, to really um, be, um, I love when it said, drink all it, all the passion, something like that. Um, it, it has many, many pieces of that poem that, that, that can be, um, unpacked as the community piece. Um, yeah, quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. How would you say the lover of the path has um, informed you or come through you or what's been your relationship and journey with that lover in terms of in relationship to this particular path and maybe in the work in general? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if this path can be done if you're not a lover of the path, if you're not a lover of truth, if you're not a lover of life. Um, a lover of, you know, I remember as a child being a lover of what was holy, not understanding what was that. Um, so it's been a flame, it's been a drive, or perhaps more than a drive, it's been like the Northern Star. Um, it reminds me for some reason of the Magi following the star uh, to find Jesus. It's like that, that has been the guiding force to be curious about what is it that I am? What is it that you are? What is it that um, is true? 
in whatever I'm experiencing. And sometimes that truth is not what I would like to see um, or a part of me wouldn't like to see. But it is, the, it is the flame that allows when that truth arises to actually love the truth because it is true. Because it is the truth. So even in moments that the soul is being more challenged, that the, yeah, that you're being faced or I'm being faced with seeing things that the ego certainly doesn't want me to see or difficulties in life. It is that flame that um, keeps calling me to not only continue, but it's, it's, it's like a magnet. It's, it's a pull. It's a, um, Yeah, like when two lovers come together, that that kind of force towards, and, and particularly towards this path. Um, before this path, I, I explored, studied others that had their richness and had their magnificence, and I was attracted to them for several reasons. But it wasn't until one day that I was at the beach um, reading Hamid's first book, the, From the Diamond Heart. And I remember being stunned because the types, the letters in the book started moving. Like this book is alive. It's like this teaching is alive. And it called me in a way that no other path had called me. So when you asked me about the question of that first time that I went to, to, the, to a retreat, a diamond approach retreat, um, you know, it, this was in Toronto. And back then we used to meet at, um, at the University of Toronto. And the building was like a Harry Potter building, pretty old and um, quite beautiful. And I was the first to get there. And I sat in the room and there was the who symbol. And in the moment that I sat and I look at that, which I didn't know what it was, I've never seen it before. That flame, that love immediately turned on and said like, I am home. It was like a distinct, clear knowing of this is home. And then when my teacher started speaking, I don't, I don't think it had been five minutes or so. And I've never had heard a teaching from the diamond approach. I remember saying, oh, and I'm gonna be a teacher of this, which was probably pretty precocious back then because I had no idea what that meant. Um, but it was like, this is it. And it's been like that since. Like it's, it is the love of my life. This path is the love of my life.
I'm curious what's happening on your side. Uh, there's so much I, I, I receive the transmission of your certainty, the vigor, the love, the clarity, the dedication. So there's so much coming through you when you speak about this. And it is all channeled in a very authentic, personal way as well. So I would say what's happening to me when I hear this is a, is a, is a form of expand, expansion. It's like I'm expanding with your truth about your particular situation and your particular relationship with the path and 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 spirit and reality in of itself and how is it to expand <laughs> yeah natural <laughs> uh -huh. natural yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. so this flame you're speaking about I, I i feel it so could you speak more about how you feel it in this moment like how is that manifesting for you now right now i feel it right here your chest. Um, so it manifests in different ways. Like a mo like right now, it's it's quiet. It feels like a flame. Like like if I look at it inside, it is like a flame. And right now is more of a yellow golden color taller than wider um, and more a little bit more subdued or subdued is not the right word a little bit more silent than before yeah so it can come out as something more passionate or something um, as you said full of bigger energy or that passion it can come up something very subtle yeah um, or something right now, the experience more is of it's there. Mm -hmm. That that's the experience is there. <laughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> I'm I, very glad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel what, another element that's coming through that I really much appreciate is your Spanish. It's like your Spanish heritage. In your movements, in how you say it, in your emphasis, in your yeah body language, I've I, I can see that 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 thread as well. El amor por el camino. That would be the way that we probably say. I've never said that in Spanish. The flame or the love for the path. Yeah. In your current day's exploration of the path, is there anything in particular that is 
very much alive for you that you're contemplating that you're curious about what's what's in the foreground in in, in your life now there's two things that come up um one of them um interestingly is love like love and it's all it's different manifestations, the exploration of that. Um, and the other one, I don't know if you studied the citadel, um, like supporting the, the support for the life of being. That's the other one I'm very curious about. And, and related to that, And I don't know if this is the, yeah, it is all like interwoven is, there was, you were talking about a Silomar, wanting to attend a Silomar. And um, in this last Silomar, was a teaching, the teaching was related to life, death, dying and beyond something like that. And um, I was so moved, so shaken by the question of is life doing with me what it wants to do? Am I allowing that? What is it to live a full life, a real life? So those are some of the things I've been um, looking into. Mm -hmm. What kind of life am I living? Um, how is life really wanting to come through me? which was one of the questions posed in the seminary, in the, in the Asilomar. Mm. And it has stayed with me. And I don't have the answers. Um, I just have the questions. But it's, it's, uh, it, these are questions that are very alive. And then how do I support, how do I continue to support the life of being so it can continue to flourish. I think you spoke about before, like, um, like living deeper in being was something that the way that the poem touched you. So how do I support that with the way that I'm living my day-to-day -day life? Yeah, and what are the you know, I also mentioned love. What are what are any you know the, the 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 obstructions, the limitations that might still be there in my soul? You mentioned the citadel, and the question you bring up are, on one level, very practical, very yeah. practical questions. 
how would you say that you've been applying that in your own life? And how do you see that coming through for yourself? In my experience, um, the work of the Citadel is happening all the time. It's not like, okay, now my life is arranged or aligned and that's it because we're changing all the time. And you say it's, it's practical, it's very practical. It can be the way that, um, how am I arranging to have, how, how do I'm preparing my meals for the week so that I have nourishing, rich kind of foods that I can have without rushing because they're already prepared because um, I've given it time to kind of organize it in my life. At what time do I go to sleep? At what time do I wake up? When do I meditate? When do I go and do exercise? Um, when do I practice things that are not diamond approach practices, but that actually support beingness? Am I doing those things? Am I watching too much TV, right? There's nothing wrong with watching TV, but am I watching too much? And how is that impacting? Um, or is that supporting being? Um, so it's everything in the way that we live, at least for me, how tidy my things are. You know, is the laundry kind of up to date? Is the kitchen clean? Is the space where I live a space that actually, um, yeah, supports beingness? My kind of work, um, everything. And I find that every so often something is out of balance or something is needs a little tweaking here or just makes me wonder. I don't need to do anything, but I'm curious about why is this happening? Or is there something here to look into? And as you speak this, as you share this, which I very much resonate with, and um, yeah, for me also it's an ongoing contemplation, ongoing inquiry, and also an ongoing emphasis that I give to my life and how I live. Do you also feel it manifesting on a level of presence? Can you feel the presence of the Citadel as a living vehicle right now? I cannot say I'm in touch with it right now. Yeah. Um, I. Let's see. You know, I, I. That. Sense of the fortress of the. heaviness, or a good kind of heaviness um, that is supporting being. Um, I 
It is, it is more palpable now. It is more palpable now. Yeah. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm really curious also for the listener, uh, listeners, when, when I asked that question, what was the process you, you, what was the process for you of actually moving from to initially saying, um, I can't say that I, I feel it palpably right now, and then moving into silence, some form of inquiry, and then now saying, yeah, actually, I feel it here. What was that process for you? So when you asked me, I was not, in that moment, I was not um, aware of it or conscious of it. Um, I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes you're being, but you don't know you're being because you're just being. Yeah. Um, and I've had experiences of the Citadel in which it is so big and so palpable and so heavy. <laughs> um, um, that it's like a loud, huge presence. And when you asked me, I was not in touch with that. So what I did was I just checked to see what was happening inside of me. And I could feel it, but in a subtle way. It wasn't as predominant as I were big or as I've experienced it before. So it's just checking, you know, what am I sensing? And then I started feeling kind of the walls coming in and the thickness of the walls coming in. Um, so yeah, being in touch with the experience. Hmm. Yeah. How are you doing there? I'm enjoying, I would say that is what at the foreground. I'm enjoying and I'm also very much one, one another as aspect of the poem that stands out for me was live in silence. Yes. And I didn't work today. I didn't go to work today. I would work as a teacher and school teacher, primary school teacher. Oh, nice. Temporary job that I have. And I didn't go to work today. And I noticed that after having do, done my practices, I had the whole day more or less open. Huh? And then I was detecting in my mind this, this, need to be productive, this need to do something with my day to justify the fact that I wasn't working. Mm. So that was operating in my mind. I could see it. it. I wouldn't say it was very gross or very loud, but it was there. 
So at some point during the day, I picked up the book and I read this poem and live in silence. That stood out for me because how it impacted me was realizing in some very deep way, there is nowhere to go. There is no destination. And silence itself is my home. Yes. So it was an invitation to simply be at home. Be home. Right. And because it came through poetry, I think, and the transmission itself, which came, which, which came from, from Rumi's teachings or <laughs> Rumi's poetry, it had a particular flavor to it of non-doing, non-agenda, no need to evolve or develop or strive or figure out. Silence itself is complete. What did, I'm curious, what did that do to the doer inside of you that wanted to be productive? So what I would say happened is that it, it, it shifted my sense of identity from being in a kind of limbo between the depth and the surface to then being more properly established in the depth, in the silence. Mm -hmm. That said, there are still sankalpas and movements what? in my, uh, there are still patterns in my psyche, patterns in my ego. So although I would say that the, the, the volume of that pattern decreased, I can't say that it vanished entirely i would say that at, at times at in moments extended period of times it, it was not there but then it, it came back but my my station or my center of operation shifted deeper mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that center became more the silence yes the silence as home. Yeah. Where there is no destination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Endlessness. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's one thing that I find supports being talking about living in this, you know, the citadel. Having enough time in my day to not do, to be in silence. That's very supportive. So I'm glad you're bringing that in. Yeah. Hmm. So, so precious, so, so precious. And it's not, 
an interesting thing about those kind of realizations is that they cannot be forced. They cannot be even gained or accomplished or or even practiced in, in, in some sense. It's it's grace. Like I can feel the grace that that carries with that realization um, as a gift, baraka. Baraka. Yes, I love baraka. <laughs> that Buddha there is that it's Buddha of Baraka. Okay. Of grace. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking this morning actually. I don't remember why, but the words that the path you can't make the path, cannot make it happen. It's not in me, it's not in anyone to make the path happen for me or for anyone. We can practice, we can show up, we can have the love for the truth, we can have the curiosity. And then it's out of our hands. Yeah. We have our teachers that we inquire with, we have our friends that we inquired with, um, we have our body practices. And then it's out of our hands. Hmm. It is Baraka. Operating in its very mysterious and loving ways. Mysterious and loving ways, indeed. Another word that uh, comes true as we speak uh, is intelligence. That's something that you mentioned that you appreciate witnessing in students that you work with, the unfolding, the intelligence unfolding in, in people's processes. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Sure. Um... Most of the sessions that I'm, I would say all of the sessions that I'm working with a student, I'm in awe of their unfoldment and the intelligence of their guidance and the guidance in the field, the guidance that's coming through me and what actually happens. Because it's I don't know what's going to happen with when I'm with a student. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and then all of a sudden the person says something or I feel something and a question comes up or they move their bodies in a particular way and, and we start exploring that and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a gem here. In any way, you know, the gem can be an issue that they're working with. That is the issue that is presenting today because today is the moment that the soul is ready for that. Um, and then what can be revealed to that. So that intelligence that is operating at so many 
different levels is something that I what is the word I'm curious about I mean all with it touches me And it's just so mysterious. It brings up a question around uh, the aspect of struggle, the struggle that seems to be inevitable for people who are on the path or in any area of life, really. (laughs) Um, What's your understanding of that aspect of struggle? How do you view that in your own life? Like, what is the meaning of struggle? Do you have any ideas of that? So let's see if this is what you're asking. What comes to me as you ask that is there can be moments or phases of struggle in the path because of the way that logos is pushing to the surface. Um, The occlusions, the barriers, the limitations to a particular teaching that we are in touch with or realization that's wanting to come through. And then all of a sudden we're like working with this mother issue again for, you know, time number 189 (laughs) or father issue or holding environment issue or um, it it can be at so many levels, right? Depending on on where your soul is um, working, being worked, where your soul is being worked. And it can feel like a struggle. Um, And it can also be what's happening. Just what's arising. And then we see, oh, yeah. So this is here now. Hmm. I'm curious about it. I'm curious about the curiosity. I know in myself and um, I mean, generally, I have observed in the world as well. It seems like curiosity um, about 
the also the struggle the difficult aspects uh, necessitates some kind of love for truth some kind of interest beyond because um, generally as human beings we or at least on the animal level tend to want to avoid that is pain what that which is painful that which is discomfort uncomfortable um, so it was, it was just coming up for me what if one is not curious like um, have you ever come across that uh, in yourself or in others yeah yeah um, that makes it a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> because it is the curiosity that's gonna ultimately make things lighter mm. and that we're gonna see that you know there are moments in the path that are gonna be more challenging than others um, but there's also that light touch that can come with curiosity and with the joy of the path that doesn't make it so heavy. Um, you know, if there's no curiosity, how can you unpack what's happening? And, and I would say there are gonna be moments in which perhaps we're not curious or maybe that's not one of our strengths. And then that's okay too, because then our work there is to be curious about why we're not curious. Yeah. Like it's interesting that this is happening and I continue to face this or I continue to have this thing. Mm. It doesn't go away and I'm not really curious about it. And then you work with that, like I'm not curious. And really allow, you know, I remember that happening to me once. It's like probably happens more than once, but I remember one time specifically saying, okay, I'm not curious. I don't want to be curious. And there was like an energy of, I don't want to be curious. So what is that about? Yeah. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about our path. Mm. That we allow everything. You're not curious and you're not curious. What is that like? How does it feel? Mm. How is it serving you? Because there's a purpose for that curiosity not being there. Where did you learn that? Was your curiosity supported when you were young? Or what happened to your curiosity when you were young? So um, that's, that, that's what comes up as you ask that question. Mm. And the other thing, as you were asking the question, I was thinking about the word struggle. And what I've learned through my own process is that 
it becomes a stronger struggle if we identify with it as a struggle. And that's going to be also part of the path that we're identified with it. Mm. So we're not. Yes. Until we, we, we unpack everything that's making us identify with it. And then it just becomes a thing we're working with, but it's not a struggle. It might not feel nice or it might not be what we had wished for. Um, and I remember Hamid saying in the last retreat that I was, he's like, but if something, you know, if the issue arises for you, he said it in most likely in a different way, but he's like, if the issue arises for you, then that's grace going back to Baraka, because now you have the opportunity to work with it when before you didn't. Yeah. So that would be perhaps the other side of the coin. We can look at it as struggle or we can look at it as grace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what you keep keep bringing in here uh, with your with the way you're answering it is is a is a kind of meta awareness, a kind of meta meta mm, wisdom, insight, meta curiosity that is. Because you can always, like you said, if you're not curious, you can be curious about being, not being curious. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like that is uh, getting stuck in, for example, I'm not curious, is some kind of identification and fixation. But if the soul is sufficiently enough open, then one can become curious about that itself. Right. And it can be about, you know, how just does it feel not to be curious? Yeah. My, well, I feel closed. I feel protected. I feel defensive. Mm. Or I feel that I don't want to see or I don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, and then that can open up so much. Yeah. And that, what you're speaking about that there, for me, it's clear for me that that requires a certain maturity, certain maturity, because what I notice is some people, or what I've observed, is some people, they like to kind of stay there in the stuckness. When one has identified, I don't want to be curious about this. I don't want to ask any questions about it. I want to stay here. And I am defensive and whatever comes in of grace, I'm going to say no, I'm going to deflect it. I'm going to, I'm going to continue in this space and the suffering. And, and usually, obviously that has roots in childhood. Uh, another flash of memory that came to view for me was the many times I've heard either on movies or in, in, in flashings where certain people have said life is a struggle 
right? Where have where have that person like where does that come from? And usually, some if if one has a father or mother that carried that attitude, then that can actually impress the soul on a very deep level. Lives to struggle and to then what to say ease that or, or 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 lift that burden which is essentially a some form of burden that one then begins to carry can be a really long journey and and sometimes a difficult thing to to really work with some patterns seem to be very deeply entrenched and, and challenging and very gritty to to work yeah yeah and then that's what you work with yeah that entrenchment yeah and let yourself feel it like i want to stay here mm. i don't want to move from here yeah i don't want anything good coming towards me i just want to push it away because <laughs> yeah. if that's where we are then that's where we are yeah i think the struggle becomes the struggle there is struggle in trying to be where we're not. Mm. Like, oh, I, I, I want to be in this particular realization and that's what I'm pursuing, but that's not where I am. That can bring some struggle. Versus saying, okay, what's happening here right now, which might be or not related to that realization that we're wanting so much for ourselves. Or that we may have gone through a retreat and that's what they're teaching. Um, most likely it's what's working us, but that doesn't mean that we're experiencing it right now. Or we, we're becoming or we're knowing ourselves like that right now. So that basic principle of just be where you are. You know, I'm, I'm kind of remembering times, you know, in the past where that's not where I was. And of course there was struggle. Because there's a gentleness to being where we are. It's like, oh, yes, I'm here. This is it. There's a kindness with that. There's many other things. You know, there's courage. But, but there is intrinsically a kindness. A, yeah, this is where I am. This is what's happening in this particular second for me. Even though my mind might want something else. I feel a very strong ally for curiosity. A really good match for curiosity is sincerity. I feel they support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The best way. Yeah. So, for example, um, curiosity 
brings, like you said, a sense of lightness and also an interest. There is a there is a joyful yellow um, uh, movability with with uh, with the curiosity. The sincerity has elements of determination, focus, dedication, and a particular kind of energy that can support, particularly when things are difficult or things really matters or things um, can get uh, confusing. So it can bring another, it, it has another flavor to it, another characteristic that I feel really supports the it gives a container or a support a, an under underbell or, or or an underground for that curiosity to fly to to really lift off and 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 and, and explore so i've seen in my own journey how i've emphasized the balance of sincerity and playfulness and curiosity um, that's something that's that was with me from very early on the emphasis on that um, and I also remember <laughs> vividly in my own case that, um, like this idea of, of, of really appreciating sincerity and, and from that perspective, not feeling, having the need for seriousness. I feel that the sincerity in some sense is an elevated form of seriousness. Uh -huh. How it applies in my inner inner world at least, huh? although I can manifest as serious in certain situations. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. 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 As I was hearing you, what was coming for me is there interaction like I, I may be curious about my experience and then I find something and my being sincere with Can I relate to what I'm happening with sincerity? Can I touch what I'm experiencing with sincerity? Um, like, oh yes, this is really what's happening. This is, this is what's here. Yeah. And, and, and with that, like the, the, an element of, I would say power in in actually asking the right question and getting to the heart of the matter, because, for example, let's say I'm sitting with someone and there is something in the field, something unprocessed, something a kind of rub, right? I may be curious about that, but it's usually I may be curious about that, but it's usually the sincerity that moves me into it, particularly exactly. when it's uncomfortable or uh, where there is elements of fear, there's a sincerity that pulls me through and, 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 and makes me go in. <laughs> yeah, it like, it's like a, it, 
it powers the curiosity to another level. Yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's it. And, um, yeah, you're reminding me this morning, I went to the supermarket and I park and something happens to the left and I'm looking at that and it has an impact on my heart. And he was like, oh, this is what my soul is wanting. And I don't think I had allowed myself to feel that in that particular part of my soul with that sincerity. I had been curious about it and I had seen things about it, but I had not gotten to it. Mm. That's exactly how it felt. Oh yeah. This is the truth. And it and there was a um a recognition of how sincere. Um that revelation had been. Hmm. It's like a deep, none of this was happening consciously, but there was a deep wanting to understand what, what was happening outside, how it impacted me. And that allow that to, that understanding to arise. Hmm. The sincerity of wanting to understand that, allow the intelligence to reveal itself, to be known, to, for that to be known. As you speak, the aspects of humility comes in for me and also surrender com in combination with the sincerity. Yeah. I was thinking about humility too. And yeah. I love that bringing surrender. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like kind it of a melting, a melting of this is it. There is no barriers to it it's just like yeah this is it yeah yeah and 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 what comes to me is like this vehicle or constellation of aspects operating simultaneously that facilitates for that movement and facilitates for that revelation So smooth, <laughs> so intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, looking at you and also remembering my um, reading of your profile, the, wor the word divine stands out. 
let's open up that that word and and what it points to. So you asked me if I had a poem to read. And I didn't have a favorite poem, but I started looking at my poetry books. And I read one that I don't think I've ever read before. And it catch my attention, perhaps because we're close to the holiday seasons and I know this is not gonna be um, posted before the holiday season. But the message touched me and maybe it can be an opening for your question, your beautiful question. So, let me see, the poem is by St. John of the Cross. And it goes like this. If you want. If you want, the version will come walking down the road, pregnant with the holy and say, I need shelter for the night. Please take me inside your heart. My time is so close. Then, under the roof of your soul, you will witness the sublime intimacy, the divine, the Christ taking birth forever. As she grasps your hands for help, for each of us is the midwife of God each of us. Yes, there, under the dome of your being does creation come into existence eternally. Through your womb, the pilgrim, the sacred womb in your soul. As God grasps our arms for help, for each of us is his beloved servant, never far. If you want, the virgin will come walking down the street, pregnant with light and sing. Hmm. What I love about this poem is um, it brought me in touch with the divine through Christ. And it brought me to that piece that we started with about the love of the path. You know, if you want the virgin will come walking down the road, pregnant and holy and say, I need shelter for the night. Please take me inside your heart. Like, do we want to be pregnant with Christ is the way that the poem came to me. Because that is our potential. to become pregnant with Christ. 
some words that you've used, how we have the openness, how we have the curiosity, do we have the love for that? To say, yes, I want to be pregnant. I'm going to take it in my heart and then I'm going to be pregnant in my womb so that Christ can come through me. And then become... the divine, the human, God through our humanness. Becoming the person of being. the person in human form of the divine that goes to the supermarket or does laundry, being Christ. Under the dome of your being does creation come into existence eternally through your womb, dear pilgrim, the sacred womb in your soul. As God grasps our arms for health, for each of us is his beloved servant never far. And then there's this piece before that when he says, then under your roof, on, then under the roof of your soul, you will witness the sublime intimacy. The sublime intimacy. The divine. What a beautiful use of words, the sublime intimacy to describe the sublime. The Christ taking birth forever. as she grasps your hand for hell, for each of us is the midwife of God, each of us. Mm -hmm. So this is the poem that seemed to be wanted to be read today. And um, I was raised Catholic, but I never understood. And I, and, I, and I was in love with the divine of Christ, but I never understood it. And there's still a lot for me to understand about it. But, but that... Um, potential that Christ represents of us being able to be Christ, to be the son of God in this earth, on this earth. Um, as I've been in this path has taken a whole different meaning, a whole different kind of understanding.
So I'm curious what's going on on your heart, your soul. Right before you asked that question, again, I was feeling the power of the certainty, the enrapturing passion with which you share and you speak that I so much appreciate and value. Mm -hmm. And then when you asked a question, I was flushed with sweetness in my heart. Tell me more about the sweetness. <laughs> yeah. You feel like it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I feel it's a coming. Obviously, the sweetness is a response because it, it, it came so spontaneously when you asked the question. So it feels that the sweetness was a response to your question and where the question was coming from in you and also how you transmitted the sweetness when you asked the question. So there was both the natural spontaneous responsiveness and also the transmission that, that took place in the question. So so I'm I'm struck by the um the connectivity and the multifaceted multidimensional process that took place simply through asking a question sincerely as you did um the sweetness itself feels like a melting, um, tasty, smiley, presence. Yeah. And actually also liking, like I, I really like, I, I've grown to like you, or actually, like I like your being, I like how you come, I like your presence, I like your expression. So there's, there's multiple things that, I've, that, that I like about you. Um, so I feel that the, the sweetness is also connected to that. Yeah. Well, I like you too. Yeah. <laughs> it has been so enjoyable. Very much so. You're so good at doing this. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. What a... Yeah, I'm so grateful to being for and the universe that we were brought together and we could share this experience and I feel so happy about the unfolding and everything that came through such an organic, intelligent, sensitive, attuned way uh, and how it was connecting our personal lives, the poetry that we 
have been diving into. We had Islamic or Arabic poetry. We had Christian poetry. I obviously have an Islamic background. My father is a Muslim. You have a Catholic Catholic background. And like the Spanish coming through, like your Spanish uh, characteristics coming through. <laughs> a lot like it was a feast of some sorts, yeah. Yeah, it had a lot of richness. Yeah, exactly. Richness is the right word. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm, thank you. It's very lovely to work with you. You make it so natural, organic, easy, um, personal, um, contactful. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And I can feel how much love for the for this work you have. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs>